0: Please welcome now Diane Bateman, who will read Balance.
1: I like balancing the checkbook. Yes, a checkbook. Every month, armed with pen and yellow highlighter, I tick off transactions on both mailed bake statement and my register. Yes, mailed and paper documents. ATM receipts move from my overstuffed checkbook to a pile, then to the recycling bag for shredding. I add, or more often subtract, missing entries. My favorite number, 8, upright infinity, floats through the process. Rare math errors giving me money are happy surprises. Addition and subtraction comfort me, even when results are sometimes read answers are singular, simple, true, not multifaceted, complex, or conditional. If I were a smiley face type of person, I'd draw one at the top of page one when I finish. Instead, I write done.
0: Luther Allen's winning poem is untitled. Either that or it's titled Untitled. <laughs> uh. It's untitled. So, I own no pets. The nearest neighbors are out of sight. It's just me and the mewing universe wagging its tail curled up at the front door. So I get to do this twice, right? Okay, so let's get everybody's blood going. So repeat after me. We'll have audience participation, okay? I own no pets. I own no pets. The nearest neighbors are out of sight. The nearest neighbors are out of sight. Just me and the mewing universe. Just me and the mewing universe. Wagging. It's tail, its tail curled up at the front door. At the front
2: door.
0: Great. <laughs> OK, next up we have Seth Friedman who writes on the universal topic upon submitting to the Sue Boynton Poetry Contest. (laughs) Seth Friedman.
3: Upon submitting to the Sue Boynton Poetry Contest. But the real poem was the bike ride over to hand deliver the poem for the contest. The bike ride along the bike path Along the water's edge, the snowy mountains to the north, the island across the bay, the smiling of the stranger, the slow plod of the mother walking up Taylor Street, her newborn silent gaze, the wind and the sun, the plum blossoms, the crunch of gravel, the fire in my thighs, the breath in and out the flight of the crow, the first day of spring. And not only that, but the black earth and the muck and the ragged wounds of the heart. All of it, I tell you, not just the pretty parts. And the detours, too, like when I stopped to buy the piece of chocolate salted caramel cake and licked the fork clean. The real poem, not these scribbles, on paper that will burn, memories that will fade, the real poem continually unfolding off the page, the real poem, the journey, the winding, love-struck journey filled always with blessings and with wonder and with sorrow. Thank you.
0: Okay, now I, I didn't mention that those first 15 poems, the ones you just heard, are the Merit Award poems. And those poems, I believe, will be uh, displayed on city buses. Is that what's happening? And uh, and these next 10 poems are the Walk Award poems, and these poems will be featured outside the public library on the, the poetry walk there. And I'll take this opportunity to um, remind all the poets to take with you tonight the placard of your poem. Um, There's there's one for each of you, and, and don't leave without it. So now we get into the Walk Award poems, and the first one is The Beginning by Amanda Chandler.
4: The Beginning Honeysuckles, ladybugs Bare feet kiss the luscious green grass. Toes wiggle into the dark depths of the dirt. The summer wind breathes "Come," as it latches onto my soul, carrying me on its adventure. I am one with the swallowtail butterfly coated in golden hues. I am one with the ancient catfish who bubbles the language of life. I am the happy outcast disregarding womanly manners No petty talk of Sunday school girls, no Easter hats, no lacy gloves, no patent leather Mary Janes. Gone is the entitled facade. Gone are the braids wound upon my head like a crown. Out come freckles splattered across my face by the master painter with his paintbrush. As I climb the tallest tree, I soar, glide, rise. On the updraft of the gale, I fly.
0: I've been notified that all of the poems will be on city buses, so don't stop riding the buses till you've checked off all 25. (laughs) So, next up, we have Tom Davis who will read The Mountain. I'm Tom. The Mountain. So grand is the mountain that looms above the lowlands of mankind, fervently made by forces we know very little of. It's flame, the heat that helped us forge our blades. Upon the summit, we'll find life quite hard, for the air is thin and that affects our brain. We climb, thinking that there we'll touch the stars, but once on top, only encounter pain, yet the valley we see, our woodland home below us stretches, and we understand with our climbing atop this mountain's dome, we've always had the world in our hands, loves the summit and the valley our soul, to climb to its peak is to see below. Welcome now Linda Conroy, who will read Moving On. Maybe even twice. Hmm? Twice, if you
5: like. You want me to read it twice?
6: Okay, twice. (laughs) Moving On. We have to leave when the cafe closes, but it's all right. We've been there long enough through the... Through the chocolate of youth to the green tea of health. Our stories old enough to solidify, to have melted into history. Our minds, like the old wooden tables, wiped clean of worry. And now for a second time, You <laughs> want to say it twice. They want me to say it twice. <laughs> Moving on, <laughs> we have to leave when the cafe closes. But it's all right. We've been there long enough. Through the chocolate of youth to the green tea of health, our story is old enough to solidify, to have melted into history. Our minds like the old wooden tables, wiped clean of worry.
0: Next up we have Evan Ingalls, physics.
7: Physics. A bluebird flies. Somehow. But I'm not so sure it's really the way they say it is when they lecture you in class in your perfect rows of desks, watching the lines on the blackboard. They say it's the difference in the velocity of the air due to the specific curvature of the wing, and a Swiss Dutchman named Bernoulli but my eyes teach me differently. When I look up and see a bluebird flying, I don't see any differing velocities. I see a bluebird hanging without thread, moving without force, gliding without friction, tumbling without a care on the breath of the breeze. Somehow, Thank you.
0: Next up, we have Michelle Ballou to read Summer Roses, and I insist that she read it at least twice.
4: Summer roses blown open, my son calls home from Iraq. Summer roses blown open, my son calls home from Iraq.
0: to read The Morning After, please welcome to the podium Judy Teresa.
6: The Morning After. Dressed in denim, the bride sits on the curb of the circular drive at Bellwether Hotel. The wedding dress is bundled in her arms like a soiled sheet ready for the laundry. Some feet away, her indifferent husband and their pull-along suitcase stand upright, waiting. What will become of the wedding dress? Will it be boxed? Will it be cleaned, boxed, and stored for perpetuity? What will become of the couple now that they're married and no longer engaged? (laughs)
0: The next winning poem is Be Fearless by Savannah Miller. And I think Savannah is not here, so uh, Sheila, are you going to read this one? All right. Sheila Nickerson.
2: Be fearless. One should always be fearless. That is all that matters, a necessity for adventure so as not to feel fear's liquid iron grip slowly encasing and hardening around your heart. You must be fearless, but how? By honesty, by wild ideas, and by abandoning the worries that drag your feet. Get fearless, and if at some time of the endless dirt road littered with lost hope and despair, in the hollow silence of a lonely night, In the piercing cold of the biting wind, at the very edge of a cliff, you are at a loss. Jump! You must be fearless. Ask the wings, the wind, the knife, all which live freely. Ask them what time it is, and the wings, the wind, the knife will reply. It's time to break the chains. Be fearless.
0: now we get to hear Conrad Cochis reading Women of Valor. Thank you. Uh, This is appropriate after Mother's Day. I dedicate these to all the special ladies out there. Women of Valor. God gave us mothers and wives to comfort and complete our lives. They come in different packages. Many are good and most are wise. Though sometimes misunderstood for their convictions, their hearts are filled with compassion and do not intend friction. These women have focused on their families for so long. That is why God has made them so responsible and so strong. So we salute our mothers and wives. We will love you, honor you and appreciate you for the rest of our lives. Thank you. I'd now like to introduce Andrew Shattuck McBride, who will read, I Love My City in Snow.
8: I love my city in snow. I love how, as the snow starts, everything slows and the city catches its breath. As hush settles over landscape becoming snowscape, I love the quiet, how the hard edges soften, how snow covers grit and scatter of litter, powers out in my apartment. I'm on foot, feel I don't belong, feel as unwanted as a trespasser. The diner on Cornwall is open. I gulp coffee, shovel down biscuits and gravy, sausage and eggs, finally find comfort. Snowmen, a snow frog and a snow ogre appear, redeemed by eyes that aren't cold. Deciduous trees are black Fringed with white lace Tracks everywhere Humans and dogs Rabbits and raccoons Deer and birds I'm not alone I do belong I love my city in snow Thank you
0: Well, I'm kind of disappointed to notice that this is the last poem. And, uh, but I'm happy to introduce Erica Reed, who will read Washing. Thank
2: you.
5: Um, I'd like to thank a professor at Western named Bruce Beasley as well, because he is a very large part of our poetry community, and he contributed to this. Washing. Poetry and I have become two blind lovers, constantly bumping into each other and laughing. Were we to share a sink of dishes, we'd be all elbows and soap bubble eyes. We'd reach accidentally for the same saucer, touch, and blush. The drying rack we would never fill. Um, back um, <laughs> Washing and this is after a Hafiz poem Poetry and I have become two blind lovers constantly bumping into each other and laughing Were we to share a sink of dishes, we'd be all elbows and soap bubble eyes We'd reach accidentally for the same saucer, touch and blush, the drying rack you would never fill
0: Well, let's just give a great, big hand to all the poets. And, you know, there's a lot of hard work that, that goes into an event like this and a tradition like this year-round, and, and that work, a lot of it is done, most of it is done by the Susie Boynton Poetry Contest Committee. And I'd like the members of the committee to stand now, and we can uh, show our appreciation to them. Look around and see who they are. Thank you so much. This has been just a great event, and I'm going to turn the mic over now to Wendy McLeod, who is going to say a few words. And you're the chairwoman of the committee, yes? And Wendy is the co-chair of the committee. The co-chair. Along with the other
9: co-chair that sat down when he asked for the committee members to stand up. Coward. So... Along with the thanks, there's a lot of other community members and entities that help put on this event. And it, as the committee, we want to give our thanks to those uh, to those members. Um, we want, to, of course, thank our, our wonderful judges this year, Jim Bertolino and um, and Tashila, and our MC uh, Kevin Murphy. They did a fantastic job. It was a ton of fun this year. Really want to thank you for that. We had a lot of heartfelt stuff this year, which uh, really makes it special for all of us to hear and and wonderful for you to to participate in. So we really want to thank you for that. Um, And we have wonderful donors that help us make this a reality every year. In particular, this year we received a uh, fairly healthy grant from the Drake Family Fund uh, through Charities Aid Foundation. They donated $500 toward uh, our, our work that we do. And uh, we also have our Taste uh, for Poetry event that's put on every year uh, that's uh, facilitated through chow time. They kind of put the food together and give us a spot. So if you weren't able to attend that this year, you might want to put that on your calendar for next year because it's a wonderful event that we do um, in April every year. So um, that was great. And we also do workshops, um, usually during the summertime and sometimes into the fall. Um, this year, might want to mark on your calendar for our workshops, we're going to have a pretty heavy hitter. We're going to have our Washington State New uh, Poet Laureate, uh, Elizabeth Austin, is going to do a workshop this year. Um, so you might want to take note of that if you want to do one of our great workshops. They're very affordable and uh, are a lot of fun. Um, some other people that help us or entities that help us put this together is uh, Great Harvest Bread, Starbucks, uh, the food co-op. They help with all the fun food, and we've got plenty left over. So if you guys want to dig in after, we want to take none home. So please eat it all up. And um, also want to thank. Um, Whatcom County Library System and the Bellingham Library System, of course, they help us in the way of providing us a place to have the Walk awards placed um, for you to view all the time. And Whatcom Transit Authority, of course, allows us to um, put the merit awards up as well as the uh, Walk awards up. And you can see those all year long on the buses, which is really fantastic and reaches out to a part of the community that might not be always – Seeing that sort of artwork all the time, and of course, speaking of the artwork, the wonderful broadsides that are that are done by Egress Studios, and they're designed specifically uh, by uh, Angela uh, and also uh, uh, Anita Boyle, Anita Boyle and uh, and Angela Boyle uh, through Egress Studios. Beautiful, beautiful artwork, and they've done it. Please look at them. They're in the back corner of the room. And, of course, just like Kevin said earlier, you know, be sure, poets, to pick up your broadsides when you leave, because those are for you to keep. We'll have a whole other set for, uh, for the buses to, to put out. Um, Boris, the gentleman in the back, he is recording us. So you can hear yourself on a podcast, and that will be put up on the Susie Boynton website, which is managed by Judy Kleinberg, who also deserves a big shootout. out. Um, we're managing that site. It, if you don't have that website favorited on your computer, you need to because it is the go-to place. We're getting anything poetry-related for this community. It's got all the information you'd ever want to know. Um, my son, Calum McLeod, is doing the photographs. So he's, he's raising his hand. <laughs> so that's great. Uh, Threshold Documents does all the printing. So that's, that's a big, generous donation to this event as well. Um, yeah. So that's about it. I hope everybody enjoyed their evening, and um, thank you for coming. Oh wait.